0: Well, hi everybody. I'm Bill Whittle and you asked for him and we made our membership goals, so we got him. Uh, we're here with my friend, Alfonso Rachel, who so many of you have been asking for over the years. Uh, it's been a long time since I got a chance to work with Zo, and um, thanks to the successful membership drive, we're here to do a new show twice a week. Zo, it is so good to see you again, buddy.
1: Likewise, man. Hey, hey Bill, man, you know the country's in trouble, man, when a knucklehead like me is vetted to talk about <laughs> virtue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well we decided to call the show um, the virtue signal and I remember when I talked to you about it on the phone you thought that was a, a kind of a cool idea
1: yes that's that that name is chic man it's hot I like the way uh you know you took their narrative and now uh, you're gonna flip it back around on it man that's uh that's pretty clever
0: well the kind of the premise of, of what we're going to try and do here is that um, every time we talk about politics um, we lose and every time we talk about morality and philosophy we win and so what we're trying to do here is take a look at not so much specific political issues although maybe that as well but just kind of get get to the to the morality and the philosophy and the virtue behind the kind of government that we all want to have versus the kind of government that we seem to have ended up with um so you know so it's uh, the the founding fathers all understood that that in order to have free a free country. You had to have virtuous people. If you didn't have good people, then you had to police them and you had to watch them and, and, and set all these rules and so on. So as, as virtue kind of falls away, it's not a big surprise that, that our freedoms are being eroded much. Is it? Sure.
1: Sure. But, but here's the, even the thing about virtue. And a lot of people would like to think that they're virtuous. Even, even like, uh, you know, even perverts, man, will think that they're virtuous. The thing is, is it's, uh, virtue based on what? That's what it all comes down to. It's like because everybody, you know, in, in a free country, right, where you're free to express your thoughts and free to think what you want, well, you're free to think about whatever you want to think virtue is. So that's what it comes down to. It's like my virtue com- uh, 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 in contrast to your virtue, yeah. uh, you know, this and that. So what's the standard? And that's the thing that's always going to keep us at odds with each other. Now, for me, I know what the standard of virtue is, but I can't impose my idea. Or I should even say my idea, because it's not my idea. It's an idea that I've adopted. It's an idea that I've pledged my allegiance to, my spiritual allegiance to. But I can't say, hey, you have to think the same way, and you have to you have to adopt my sense, my um, my um, my school of virtue that I I subscribe to.
0: We are going to force you to be virtuous, and if you're not virtuous according to our standards, we will send you off to prison. Right. Um, the, <laughs> but there is such a thing as virtue, and 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 we we live in a world where situational ethics are are the norm and becoming more and more normal uh pretty much every day i think to the detriment of society so we we can i certainly see your point about not being able to enforce virtue on other people but virtue is a real thing there is there are absolute truths about virtue that exist don't you think
1: absolutely absolutely and now (laughs) and please forgive me for for being redundant what is that absolute, we gotta come to an agreement on what that absolute virtue is. And then, because you have those who think that it's not virtuous to have a sense of absolutes, which Mm -hmm. is a contradiction in itself, but right. you, do you see where I'm? You see where I'm going? That's what one of the things that makes it so difficult to establish this virtue. It's not to say that this virtue shouldn't be pursued and and uh, and and, and uh, tried to be lived by and try to reflect that in your own uh, in your own walk in life, so that others can be inspired to to uh, say, hey, you know what? I, I I like where you're coming from with this, uh, but we're always going to be at odds with this because there's a um, different types of interpretations of virtue that go out there.
0: Okay, so if if your point is, and it's a great point, is that if you if you want to convince people to lead a lead a virtuous life and and try to explain to them why it's good for them, I guess the first thing you have to do is define what a virtue is, what what virtue really is in terms of um, in terms of the the values. Now, uh, there's been a an ongoing, needless to say, for practically for all of human history, a, dis, a, a kind of an effort to find out what these things are. It just seems like so much of of the of the evil kind of things that are that are being forced on people all of this you know coercion all of this um control all of these erosions of freedom to me it just seems like all of it is driven by pride
1: oh definitely man uh, pride is the first sin you know, a lot of people think that um you know uh like especially if, if uh, those who are um, biblically persuaded um think that the first sin began with adam and not exactly, the first sin began with the devil himself and his sin was pride, that was his iniquity. And the word tells us that pride goes before destruction. And for, for some reason, a lot of people, doesn't they don't think that applies to them. And in their pride, they think that their pride is justifiable. And it doesn't matter who it is, it doesn't matter if it's black pride, white pride, female pride, national pride, whichever. It is prone to destruction, pride gets in the way, it blinds us and unless you have a sense of humility, uh, You know, these things will always, you know, pride will always be a stumbling block to people and that's what we're facing now more than ever.
0: Yeah, and and the problem with humility uh, is that it's uh, hard to achieve. I had it beaten into me over 30 years, you know? Uh, I've, I've lived long enough for life to beat the stupid out of me to some degree and, <laughs> and to beat the arrogance out of me too. But, but that's really the problem as well, isn't it? I mean, arrogance is is the sense that you are automatically right, that there's no possibility you can be wrong. It's even the unwillingness to accept the possibility, as I say, that you could be wrong.
1: Sure, sure. Um, and we see a lot of that, you know, today. And like I said, when you have like these different pride groups, whether it's, you know, uh, racial pride, gender pride, um, and these things will, you know, you can look at the, you can look at the truth laid right there on the table and be like, no, in my pride, I reject that. And I'm going to pursue my truth. It's like, forget what's naturally true. Forget what's morally true. The, the, the kind of truths that, you know, perpetuate the existence of our universe. There are just truths that are just codified in the way that things are. And you'll have people to look at that and say, no, but that's not my truth. And that's where that pride comes in. And pride is indeed deadly.
0: Yeah. That's, that's actually a great point. Um, it's, it's the unwillingness to admit you're wrong. Um, uh, one of the things that I realized when I started doing this was that the way to avoid being wrong is to be willing to move to where the truth is.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, but there, there are people that are painfully <laughs> allergic to truth, man. <laughs> 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 you know, that truth hits a man and they, and they, and they, uh, break out like a slug that's hit with some salt um you know and and that's an unfortunate thing but it's but it's a very real thing and this is this has been going on as long as mankind
0: has been around so you could almost kind of make like an emotional chain that basically says i am too personally insecure to admit that i might be wrong about something so i'm going to make a stand here even if the evidence is against me i'm going to cherry pick evidence to maintain my position because i can't admit that i'm wrong because i just simply don't have the self-respect to be able to to deal with that
1: yeah now, now see that's an interesting thing because we're talking about self-respect and, and i i often say bill that pride and insecurity are uh two sides of the same coin absolutely and um there are a lot of people that are, they're given over to these things and it's um it's not so much even just the, the admitting that a person is wrong, it's in being entitled, it's in being entitled to thinking that you're right. And that's a bit, that's another thing that goes along with pride. Is it making, making you feel that you're entitled to certain things, especially entitled to people adopting your truth.
0: And that's really, really interesting. Can you elaborate on that a little? What what do you, what, how does that dynamic work about I'm entitled to be my own truth, even if I'm wrong?
1: Oh sure man it's uh and that that can translate into a lot of things um it's you know we we're, we're brought up in a in a culture man that makes that that tells people that we're owed something justice is owed you know you got your social justice warriors or um you know property or or the fruits of somebody else's labor the redistribution of wealth and all these sort of things entitlement comes in all these different forms and we have a real problem when people's sense of entitlement is instituted and a lot of this still it comes out of pride in their boasting. It's like, look, I'm, i I deserve this. We hear that a lot because you know how you hear in the commercials, man. It's it's all about you deserve this and you deserve that. These words are inundated in the culture all the time. What you're owed, what you deserve, and all these sort of things. And it just stokes people's pride and and this sense of justice that they feel entitled to.
0: I was at um, doctor's office yesterday with my wife, who's uh, torn a ligament in her knee and it's going to need an MRI probably. And while I was sitting there waiting, I saw a poster that said that everyone has the right to a healthy life. And I thought to myself, it's a lovely sentiment. And certainly I don't think anybody has the right to deprive you of a healthy life. Right. But there's something about the wording of that that just is, it's just wrong. It, mm-hmm. the, the assertion that you have a right to a healthy life is not only unrealistic, it's, it's actually extremely arrogant, you know?
1: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Um, No, just like you said, Bill, it's like you, you, nobody has the right to deprive you of a healthy life. That's as good as it gets. It's if you, if you want a healthy life, that is yours to pursue. You're, you're, you're free to pursue that, but you do not have the right to imposition somebody else or make them facilitate your health ideas. Uh, you don't have the right to do that. The best it gets is you being able to pursue it yourself. And once you try to burden other people with it, that's when it really starts to become expensive. People think it's expensive now, high cost, low quality. You just keep on impositioning other people with
0: your health ideas, and it gets really bad. Well, actually, I was thinking of it on a kind of a deeper level. It's it's like saying that it's like saying that there is a a, a not just an injustice if you're born um let's just say you're born with some let's say you're born with le- or you you develop leukemia mm-hmm. okay now if you buy that assumption that you have a right to a healthy life then you coming down with leukemia or you being born without legs or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. then that's an injustice and and we all think that every injustice has a, a like a a political solution a real world solution but i think what bothered me about that that statement was that that some people are born into this world unhealthy and they will be unhealthy for their entire life Mm -hmm. and and that's not you don't have a right to perfect health you don't have a right to, to to uh fulfillment you don't have a right to happiness you don't have a right to not be offended this this goes to the thing you were talking about before the sense of entitlement the more affluent our culture becomes the more we not only take these things for granted but we demand them and when we're deprived of them which are beyond our control Mm. we feel this sense of of outrage
1: yes and 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 not only that it's um it's it's fashionable (laughs) it's it's, (laughs) yeah you know it's fashionable to feel outraged about these you know because people that that it stokes their self-righteousness man and, and, and and you got the cool thing to do is to make sure that you are outraged about, you know, these injustices, even if they're just, you know, they're just promoted in the culture. Everybody's uh, being done dirty. Somebody's trying to pull one over you and stuff like that. And you gotta look like you're in the know and, and watching your back and all that sort of stuff to make sure that nobody's getting over on you.
0: Well, that's the word, isn't it? Entitlement and entitlement is bred out of dependency. And I'd love to talk about dependency, but we're gonna do that on the next episode. Uh, Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you, and welcome to all of our new members. Zoe, it's just really, really good to have you here, and I'm looking forward to doing this in a very big way. Good times. We'll see you next time right here at BillWhittle.com.
1: All right, all right, y'all. Okay. Now, for uh, y'all who may not be aware, um, I have started a new production uh, another commentary, uh, with, uh, Bill Whittle. Y'all may be familiar with him. And, uh, you know, we were colleagues, uh, back in the PJTV days. And, uh, so Bill hit me up and said, Hey man, I want to do this, uh, this new series, man. I want to call it the, uh, the virtue signal. What you think? I was like, man, that's hot. Right. I like it. I like it. Very clever, very catchy title, man. Very chic. So, um, uh, so we do the series, you know, the virtue signal and, uh, you know, we're trying to get down to the nitty gritty of, um, you know, rather than just, uh, talking about politics per se, um, you know, it's, it's going to have to get down into, uh, um, you know, the nuts and bolts of it. And I'm talking about, you know, not just, uh, you know, the psychological, uh, nuts and bolts and the, and the game that's played in politics and stuff like that. Uh, and the culture as well, of course, uh, there's really the, the, the exploration of the spiritual component of it too. And it's, uh, you know, a lot of people may try to skirt around it and they may try to deny it and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, try to leave that aspect out of it. But these are, there are certain things that can't really seem to be measured, uh, with some sort of scientific method. Uh, these are things that, um, you know, just because you can't see it or something like that, uh, doesn't mean that you can't, um, explore a spiritual element to it. Uh, and it's one of those things that people have such a difficult time explaining, you can't seem to explain it with uh, with your sciences or your philosophies or something like that. When something can just be so obvious and just be right in front of you, it's like, man, how are you not getting this? There just seems to be something else that seems to be standing in the way of that, that um, maybe just certain um, studies or man-made uh, constructs to be able to figure these things out are just not able to, uh, are just not able to do. So with the virtue signal, you know, (laughs) taking a cue from the virtue signals out there, uh, we're going to just go ahead and and, uh, swipe that from them and use it in a more constructive manner, if you will. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, uh, Hopefully, uh, we can uh, have some more enlightenment about what it is that we're doing with the virtue signal. And what I like to do is uh, with this Uh, what I call the signal response is just having after discussion about the things that we talked about in the virtue signal. Uh, It's, it's Bill Whittle's channel. So, you know, um, rather than, you know, going in there and just being there all day engaging, you know, with what people disagree with or what they agree with and stuff like that. Uh, I think I figured this would be more like a time effective forum for me to just say, hey, well, here's a, a few things that I saw that were interesting that people said and can, can invite us having like a little bit of a deeper discussion about what it is that we're talking about, because, you know, according to some of these inputs that I got, I don't think some people actually get what it is that we're doing. Um, and, and for the most part, people do. And I'm so grateful for those. For, uh, the response has been great um, people are really digging it. Uh, you know, you know that it's, uh, if I do say my, so myself, that it must be some really good content. Uh, if YouTube has already caught on to it and they're already starting to suppress it when it first came on new kid on the, well, not new, it's like people have been like, "Zo, I haven't seen you. What, where have you been? You know, it's like good to see you back. Like, I've been here, you know, but, uh, you know, but my content is suppressed. And, um, so, um, Bill wanted to have a, a, a new show to bring in, and uh, he put out a, a word for, uh, you know, to get some support to do it, and people answered, and they were very happy to, to find out that, uh, thank you, thank you guys for being very happy, to find out that, uh, you know, I would be doing this show with Bill Little. And the response has been really very uh, warmly uh, received, um, you know, and so it came out uh, on Bill Little's channel, uh, he's got like a, about 185,000 subscribers on his channel, Uh, when the show came out, it was, uh, it came out, uh, in about two days, 13,000 views. Right. Uh, I think, uh, YouTube has caught wind of that. So now, uh, I'm lucky if, if, uh, the response to it is about like, maybe like 4,000, right? Remember his channel has like 185,000 subscribers. My channel has 72,000 still after five years, right? Still. And so even when I put out the word, um, people don't get notified about about the show so they're already squashing it y'all there are and people are noticing they notice even before i said anything people already notice it. it's like hey man i'm not getting notifications for these uh your, your your channels being marginalized um so that being said y'all uh i think it's probably because hey we might have a good thing going here and people are really they're they're feeling fed you know by the discussions like look man you guys are getting down you know you, you're bringing some real meat and potatoes uh, and, uh, and not only just some potatoes, you bring some yams too, so you give us something sweet also, uh, but some very nutritious sweet, uh, you know, some good kind of sweet, I don't know, starchy, lots of sugar, I don't know, it's still good, man, it's from, it's a root, dang it, it's good for you, um, uh, anyway, you know, we don't be trying to do, do, do no ear tickling and stuff like that, we try to bring, the, you know, the real talk, right, no fake news, so people are appreciating that, uh, and, and, uh, overwhelmingly, Right. Most of the responses are uh, um, definitely, definitely positive. Uh, and then you have, you know, some, you know, I don't, I don't know if they get where we're coming from. And I, I want to talk about I want to talk about uh, uh, some of these responses that is as this is the signal response. And thank you guys for tuning in. Don't think that I, I, I don't see you coming in. Uh, I see you all in the feed. Thank you guys so much. You know, I. I get derailed easily. So, you know, if I don't like, you know, address everybody for coming in, which I want to, I want to be like romper romantic with that like Oh, I see Bobby and I see Julie, it, right? I see you guys coming in and thank you so much. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about um, some of the responses that I saw uh, in the Virtue Signal. Here's one from uh, Henry F. Clark, also uh, known as Hank McNamee. And he says, you guys are tiptoeing around the subject. But you really can't have this discussion without acknowledging how far we as a nation have strayed from our Christian roots and the exponential deleterious effects it has. Um, OK, now, now, now I say this with all due respect, y'all, to, to what to what Henry here is saying. Um, this is this is like an example of a person uh, who is who is really full of themselves. I'm just, I'm just, let, me, let me just say Let's just put it bluntly. OK, really full of themselves. They're so full of that. There's no room to actually listen to what's going on. You know what I'm saying? this is blocked, it's like, it's just stuffed. They, they can't hear, they can't listen to what else is going on. And, and because they're so full of themselves, stuff just, it springs out, right? Nothing can go in and they're full and it just comes bursting out. And it's like, it, it, to, to, to Henry, my whole approach to this is coming from a biblical basis, right? To say that we don't have, that we're having this discussion without the acknowledgement of how far we've come uh, uh, in our rejection of Christ and our dismissal of uh, our Christian roots, that's, man, that's far out wrong. I I, I don't know, maybe maybe this is the only thing that he's ever seen by me, uh, and I don't know how much he expects us to cover in 15 minutes in one video. That's why this is a series. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a number of these to, 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 to get down to it, man. We've been having these discussions, y'all. And, 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 I, and to a degree, I agree, this is discussion. We're always talking about it. It's time for the doing, right? But we're trying to operate with the resources that we have available with, with uh, you know, a, a marginal amount of support, right? So, um, and, and unfortunately, we're having to do this in enemy territory. And I've been talking about this for years, you know, and, and trying to partner with people. And say, hey, man, you know, let's 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 get this off the ground. Let's get it to where we have our own, you know, uh, uh, battleground to operate from, instead of always operating in em- enemy territory, right? There, there should be like some sort of safe space for us to be able to operate from. But my basis is is uh, is, um, is 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 biblical. That's where I come from with this. It, to to say that I don't acknowledge. Uh, The Christian aspect of it and the lack thereof, uh, the problem of the lack thereof in this in this country is like, man, I I don't I don't I don't know what you were listening to. Right. So, um, I mean, and to say that I'm tiptoeing around it man, tiptoeing around. That's uh, I don't know about that, man. Maybe you're not aware that my legs, my career legs have been cut off from doing the exact opposite of tiptoeing around this. All right. They came after me hard because I don't tiptoe around this stuff. So once again, I'm, I'm not sure if this person, I don't know, but you know, that's that pride. You know, when we talk about these, you know, these sins and virtues and stuff like that, that's where that pride comes in. Because this person is like, not, not, listen, they're only concerned about what they have to say, right? And because uh, they're so stuffed, you can't really feed them. So this person doesn't feel fed. This person can't be satisfied. So when we get down, we talk about that pride, you know? So it's like, look, man, I mean, we can't please everybody. You know, and this person and and what's going on with this person, what they haven't heard, not trying to not, you know, remove responsibility from myself is like, because we could always do better, you know, and I will try. And of course, I will try to always pursue excellence to bring glory to uh, uh, to, um, to the most high and that he be pleased, you know, with try, how we try to present these things. Uh, but there's, you know, there's a point where it's like, I can only take so much responsibility. It's also a responsibility on the other person to say, hey, you know what, maybe you just weren't listening. You know, because if you knew anything about Zoe's work, it's like he, the you know, it's I, I rely on the Lord to lead me into this, right? So, anyway, uh, let's let's try uh, another another input. This is this input comes from um, completely different. That's what they call themselves, completely different. And uh, and it says, I really love this. Thank you. One respectful comment. Pride goes before a fall it is arrogance that goes before destruction keep up the good work bill and Zoe. I, I i can dig it uh appreciate the comment uh but let me say this though understand uh the, the 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 character of god's right the whole the word of god is sometimes one has to be careful with trying to either like split hairs or trying to draw such distinctions between uh comments, like when it says in Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Be careful not to try to make this big distinction between these two passages. A lot of time, what God does is that he doubles down on a statement. And God is saying, basically, he's saying the same thing. He just wants to make sure he's covering, because God is an angle cover. He covers the angles. So just in case you think that there's some sort of difference between this or difference, and God's like, at the end of the day, no, there isn't. Okay, Whether it's a fall or whether it's destruction, it's the same thing, right? If, if a city has fallen, that's most likely because that city has been destroyed. If that city has been destroyed, that city has been fallen. It's pretty much the same thing, right? It's the same stuff. So be careful to try to reach for distinctions. Uh, a, a prideful person and a haughty spirit is basically the same thing. Even when you look at it in the Hebrew, the connotations are still the same. Sometimes it's a it's a point of effect that we can use the same words but in different contexts to give them different meaning. Like say, for example, I hear people, here's a good example, y'all. I hear people say things like um, knowledge is power, right? Now, we're all familiar with that saying, knowledge is power, but you'll have some people who will try to hair split on that and try to draw some big distinction and say, no, that's not true. Knowledge is not power. Knowledge is potential power. As if that's really a strong rhetorical Statement or a, a statement of rhetoric, right? Um, or or a really effective statement. It's not, right? Sorry to say, if anybody, if you've heard anybody say that knowledge is not power, knowledge is potential power, y- y'all. It's it's really a pointless statement. It's it's pointless and it's redundant. If if I may, with all due respect. And I, uh, okay, when you say that knowledge is potential power, y'all, power itself is potential. Power, force, potential, ability, these are all the same things, but they can be used in different sentences for for um, sentence flow, uh, sentence effect, you know, statement effect and something like that. Sometimes you, you can use these words interchangeably, but power and potential are the same thing right? You have the power to do something. You have the potential to do something. You have the ability to do something, right? This power rests as what it is until it's applied to something. Potential rests in this state until it's applied to something. Your ability rests in this state until it's applied to something. You see what I'm saying? So when a person says that knowledge is potential power, all you're saying is that knowledge is power, power. (laughs) That's all you're saying. Knowledge is potential potential. Knowledge is ability ability. That's all you're saying. Right. So there's no there's really no point in saying that knowledge is potential power. Just say that knowledge is power. Right. So that's what that's why I'm saying, y'all, be careful when when trying to draw such a distinction between you know, uh, when God is actually, what he's doing is that he's doubling down on a statement. When he says that, uh, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before the fall, it pretty much means the same thing, right? He's just doubling down on it and giving you a couple of different ways to look at the statement, right? That way you have no excuse to not get it. That's what he's really getting down to. You have no excuse to not get what I'm saying, right? Okay. So, um, Let's see, let's move on to uh, Orion Shock, right? And Orion Shock says, uh, the problem with this discussion is that it begins with acknowledging situational ethics and morality. Neither of you seem to be even willing to believe there is such a thing that ethics and morality can be the same everywhere and for everyone, a universal standard that can be applied regardless of the situation. Um, okay. Um, once again, with all due respect, this cat is way, way wrong. Uh, It's another example of uh, pride and someone who's who's really full of themselves, y'all, where there's no room to receive, and and what they are just full of just comes flying out. A person who has even been halfway paying attention To Bill and I in this in the virtue signal would know that I do have a universal standard. This person is saying uh, that a universal standard that can be applied regardless of the situation and saying that we're ignorant of that and say that we're ignoring it, and and we're not coming close to it. It's like, man, you didn't listen. I do have a universal standard, right? His name is Yeshua. That is the universal standard. He is the universal standard of ethics and morality that applies to every person in every situation. I think I make that quite clear. For this person to say that we haven't touched on that or we're not acknowledging it is patently false, right? But that pride, you know, that scales, and the scales are just like, you didn't see it, you didn't hear it, you didn't receive it. When we, when you know, when when I did, I did go there, right? I go there every time I do my videos right? Uh, okay. Anyway, Zachary. Zachary says 1,000 new members and congratulations to Bill and 1,000 new members, right? 1,000 new members that, you know, that, they're pretty happy about, you know, Bill and I doing the virtue signal. Okay. That's great. Great. Okay. Uh, but this cat says 1,000 new members so that Bill can hire a new milk toast member, that's me, of the crew. Didn't Bill promise the new it didn't Bill promise the new income would be used to push the conservative message to the public? More of the same, boomers. Um, I don't know if he's talking about me because boomers that's that's before my generation. So I don't know if he's talking about me. Maybe he's talking about Bill. I'm I'm not a boomer. So um, let's see. Okay, now Zach. Hey man, I'm 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 sorry. I'm sorry that you're disappointed and that you don't feel your money uh, is well spent and that my contribution is um. Uh, milk toast as, as as you put it um now even though you feel that I'm milk toast uh, even though even Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Google uh, saw my work as crunchy enough <laughs> they saw my work as crunchy enough to be hidden for many years long before they came after Trump. Long before they came after Trump, long before they came after Mike Lindell, long before they came after these uh people on Twitter who are complaining about all the shadow banning now, long before they came after Prager, long before they came after all these cats, they came after me early on. Okay. So now it's it's <laughs> I mean, you know, since I'm milk toast, you know, I don't I don't know why they would be so uh quick, quick, they quickly came after me. Uh, who is Milk Toast? But anyway, uh, it's great to now, y'all. You know, it's great to see a lot of folks saying it's good to see you again. Uh, hadn't seen you in years. I wonder what happened to Zoe, right? And it doesn't seem to register that what happened to Trump and many other high-profile commentators is what happened to me years ago, right? So you know, I mean, um, y'all, you because know, they came after me. They saw me as a threat. Me, the Milk Toast guy. They saw me as a threat early on years ago. All right. Um, So, you know, I want to thank you. Thank you guys for for those who uh, are contributing to uh, uh, Bill's channel and are happy, you know, about uh, my contribution to the show. And, uh, you know, but I, I apologize, you know, once again, Um, you know, that he feels like uh, his money has been wasted on on me. But anyway, but he also says, y'all, check this out. He also says, uh, we weren't promised a new show. We were promised action from Bill to light a fire under the A word of of the conservative movement because by God, we need it now. And uh, more armchair talking on YouTube, more of the same. Things will only get worse with this level of complacency. Now, I agree with that a lot, actually, uh, because it's going to take way much more, y'all. It's going to take much more than just talking and expecting unreasonable people who are given over to their imagination to be reasonable, right? Y'all, I talk about this in my in my audio book, A Solid Right Cross, y'all. People who are giving over to their imaginations and they don't speak the language of reason. I've talked about this and I agree. It's gonna take more than this, but y'all, we're working with the resources that we have. We're, there's only so much support that we're, that we're doing for this. I've, I've been saying for years, this is how the left is getting it done. And they're using good tools for evil purposes. How come we're not using those same good tools to promote truth? We should be doing that. It should be more than just talking all the time, right? I've said that for years. We gotta be doing other things. It takes more than just making phone calls during an uh, election season. It takes more than just going door to door and always just making everything about politics. You're going to have to connect with the culture. You're gonna have to give them something interesting, capture their attention, their imagination, so you can be able to have this connection to be able to convey the truth to them. I've been saying that for a long time, right? doesn't mean, now that's not to say they're not grateful to be doing what I'm doing uh, this show with Bill. I mean, thank God, man, I'm glad to be doing this because we do need to have a discussion to get down to the nitty gritty of these virtues that seem to be lacking, you know? And what is the root of it? You know, so we, it's, I think a show like this is useful, but we're working with what we have. We'd like to be doing other things, you know, but people are quick to shell out that money to be entertained by these liberals, by the godless. They got money for that. It's like, well, how about we do it from our angle? No, no, no. Point us to a political candidate we can, that we could throw some money at. That's when we're really taking action. That's when we're really getting stuff done. When we give more money to these people to disappoint us, right? But you know, it it it, it is what it is. Um, so at any rate, uh, you know, me on the other hand, the person that, like I said, milk toast. Uh, they came after me early, but you know. Uh, I guess the guys may might, might be new to my work. I got it, right? Okay, now we got uh, Gojira 387 who says, am I the only one disappointed that they never really answered the question. So the the the, the show is called The Name of the uh, of that particular episode is What is Virtue. And uh so the person's response to that is am I the only one disappointed that they never really answered the question. Um okay, Gojira you ready, man? Because I did answer the question. <laughs> the question has been answered long before. Long before me, long before it's 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 already been answered. The answer is Jesus, right? If we're talking about what is virtue, the answer is Jesus. There, simple. You're accusing us of not answering the question. I think the issue is not receiving the answer, right? Okay, so from here becomes, now, y'all, the thing is, is that from here becomes a process of making a case for the answer. The, the answer, plain and simple, is Jesus. He's the answer, right? And that's the angle that I'm coming from. I'm not speaking for Bill. This is the answer that I'm coming from. The answer is Jesus. So I've I've definitely answered the question. The question has long been answered. The question has long been answered before me right long, long before right now it appears that you you have this expectation that this answer has its this this answer that has unnecessarily eluded eluded people for thousands of years is going to be answered in a in a 15 minute video um that's that's very impatient right but please bear in mind this is a series right this is going to be an ongoing discussion like i said I don't really, I personally don't need the discussion because I already know what the answer is. Jesus is the answer. Now, from there, it's a point of making a case for it. That's, that's my role, right? Like I said, I'm not speaking for Bill. You know, we're, we're having this conversation and we understand that virtue is something that needs to be clarified, not even, not even defined. It doesn't even really need clarification. But some people may need the, uh, uh, the explanation, right? The explanation of, uh, of why, why this virtue? Why should we see this as the standard of virtue, right? What is the standard version that that virtue that we're supposed to agree on, right? Uh, so at any rate, you know that's why this is a series. All we're having a discussion. You know, on my end, I'm making a case. You know, my case is, you know, why virtue virtue is is wrapped up in one name, Jesus. Okay, and then from there, I got to make the case for it. But it, to say that I haven't given you the answer is not exactly true. I did, right? Okay. So John Wright says, virtue is the power right? Virtue is the power to carry out your duties without sabotaging yourself. Fortitude is strength because cowardice is weakness. Prudence is strength because folly, folly is weakness. Temperance is strength because self-indulgence is weakness. And fair-mindedness is strength because bigotry is weakness. Likewise, treason, despair, and pride are weakness because faith, hope, and charity are strength. All right, okay? I dig. I dig what John is saying, but if I may, um, I've carried out my duties to promote truth and in doing so, sabotage my career, right? And the Lord is worth it, right? The Lord is worth it. I mean, look at Paul. Look at Paul. Paul, man, talk about self-sabotage. I mean, he got he got the snot beat out of him for doing what he did, but it's the sabotage for the right reasons. Like you got, it's like, look, man, my career is done. I'm I'm basically I'm I'm homeless, man, I'm hungry, you know, but I do this for the glory of the Lord. Because I know that if I go along with what the world wants, sure, man, I can have riches, I can be all that sort of stuff, man. But that stuff fades. Uh, in in light of eternity, I've already I've already seen the author of eternity, right? Well, actually, no, he heard him. He was, he was blind. He saw a bright light, but he but he he saw enough to know that this power had enough to take his sight. And he heard the word. It's like, look, man, I got all the evidence I need. Whatever this world has, man, I know that it's finite. I can have all the riches that I want and stuff like that. I didn't heard from the truth himself. I'm going with that. All right. So in the world, yeah, I may have sabotaged my livelihood. So now because I'm saying this because um, uh, because John Rice says, uh, virtue is the power to carry out your duties without sabotaging yourself. Well, uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. Because for the right, I would like to think, you know, and, and I'm pretty confident that in the Lord, uh in standing for, for what he wants and standing for him as virtue. Uh yeah, that, that hurt my career a lot. All right. Uh, the powers that be liberal overlords, they didn't like that. All right. So they came after me pretty hard. Uh so it was one, it comes down to once again sabotage according to what. Um and I mean, y'all, cause y'all, I could have just stuck to playing rock and roll. <laughs> you know, say, I mean, I, I got these, I got this gear, man, that's just itching to be played. I want to rock out, man. I want to make music, right? That's what I want to do. Um, and it's sometimes hard to do because a lot of musicians tend to lean left, right? So you try to make music with them. And before you know it, you're making more no- noise arguing than you are in getting some music done. So that's one of the reasons why, you know, I do music myself so much, you know? Um, but as it is, y'all, I could, I could just go ahead and just make music and put out a whole bunch of mind rotting messaging and stuff like that. And I can go ahead and, and just give it a go for it and, um, you know, and have a career doing that, you know, but, uh, you know, trying to Make a career of even using music and stuff like that to to promote a message that doesn't have a bunch of you know debauchery and and hedonistic and and just um, unredeeming messages. For some reason, the world eats that up, and um, you know, and it's really sad. Uh, and and the music, y'all, I don't mind saying that the music is is comparable to the uh, to the stuff that they're putting out on the radio. You know, it's it's just it's uh, it's as far as I'm concerned, it's it's just as uh decent <laughs> if you will. Um, but you know, I don't know. It's maybe there's just not enough decadence in, in it for some people, uh, or a lot of people, multitudes of people. Um, so now also the um he mentions fair-mindedness. Um, fair-mindedness, once again, according to who? To to be fair-minded, sure, that, that can be virtuous, but um, you got these liberals in office that think they're fair-minded, their whole platform is fairness right? It's all about being fair. It's all about that equity. It's all about, you know, uh, this social justice and stuff like that in their pursuit of fairness. As far as these people are concerned, they're the cornerstones uh, cornerstones, and, and uh, the superlatives on uh, fair-mindedness. So how is fair-mindedness on its face a virtue, right? It has to be fair-minded according to what? So, you know, that's where we have to bring these things back to uh, Jesus himself, right? And, um, you know, without that, all these things are, you know, they're pretty much, you know, arbitrary. Um, Let's see, we got Luke Davis. Luke Davis says, pride is my favorite virtue, a deep seated understanding of one's strengths, abilities, skills, achievements, accomplishments. It becomes sin with a single word change, a deep seated belief in oneself. The virtue is rooted in reality the sin is rooted in make-believe. Okay. Uh, interesting. Interesting perspective. Um, the Bible doesn't seem to say anything like that. Because um, here's the thing. It's not just about understanding, right? You're understanding your strengths and all that sort of stuff. It's not about, it's, that's, that's not what it is. It's understanding who to be grateful to for it. What your strengths are, right? Your abilities, strengths, abilities, skills, you know, a lot of of these things are, they're kind of redundant, you know, uh, some variations to them. Um, Your achievements, your accomplishments. Um, If you understand these things, that's good. If you understand that God is the one to be grateful to them, that's even better. If you assume that you're going to have pride in these things, you're going to have pride in your strength, your pride in your abilities, your pride in your skills, your pride in your achievements, your pride in your accomplishments, that's a sin, right? I I guarantee you it's toxic. Everybody feels, y'all, everybody feels justified in their pride. That's the problem, right? Pride is the first sin. You don't want to go down that road, all right? To only God is worth the boasting. I boast in him. If I have pride, it's going to be in him, right? What's in me, as far as he is concerned, is gratitude, right? It's your gratitude. That's, that's, that's what makes the whole difference. If we were more of a grateful nation, this would be a whole different nation. But no, we're a prideful nation. And look what's happening to us, y'all. We're falling, aren't we? The pride of our country is making us fall. We're being destroyed. We handed ourselves over to destruction. Do you understand? You think, you think that Biden being a, a president, he, he, of course the election was stolen. You know why it was stolen? Because of blind pride. Blind pride is why it was stolen, y'all. People boasting in this country. And you think, it's like, you think, that just like Lincoln said, man, it ain't gonna happen from outside. It's gonna happen from within. This country is falling from within. It's collapsing from within because of pride. That's why, right? And, you, and I'm telling you, man, it's, in the arrogance. Have you got a whole bunch of these you know, Republican voters out there talking about that mullah lobby and come and take it, all these prideful, puffed up statements that they talk from my cold head, dead hands, come and take it, all that sort of thing. And that's exactly what they did. They came and took the election right from you in plain freaking sight, right? Pride, blinds. But if we were a grateful nation, that'd be something totally different, right? So being grateful to God, y'all, being grateful for what you're, being grateful for what you're capable of doing, it should begin there, right? You know, be the, the, you really want to be of a good service to people. It's like when people talk about, I take pride in my work and come come to this place and we're going to show you pride in our work and stuff like that. You show me two companies, man, where a company is talking about, oh, we, we have pride and we take pride in our work and pride in this and pride that. And then another company that says, man, we're grateful to have your business. I'm going to go to that person. Because when you have somebody who man, thank you, man. Think, man, I'm I'm so grateful that you let, let me, let me hook this up for you, man, to show you how I'm going to do the best, try to give you the best service I can to let you know how grateful I am to be able to serve you. That's the business that I want to go to. Not some business that's always talking about how proud and I'm proud, my pride, in my work. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. Right. Thankful. It, it, really ask yourself, y'all. Who do you, who, who, what kind of disposition do you prefer in a person? A person who's prideful or a person who's grateful, right? Nobody likes a prideful person, but everybody feels justified in their pride, right? Weird, right? So at any rate, these are things that I think are really important for people to understand about themselves, all right? Uh, or understand, um, sorry, um, um, you know, understand uh, about what we're trying to do with the show. With the virtue signal so like i said this is the signal responses me responding a you little know, uh, after discussion about the input that we got on the on the virtue signal and i hope you guys check it out i hope you guys will support you, you know youtube has already got us on the radar and they're already trying to throw torpedoes at us and stuff like that and try to sink the ship uh you know and make it look like you know i'm a liability uh to build with those brand already that's the whole point that's what they that's what they do Right. So it's like, uh, well, nobody's watching and stuff like that. And, you know, keeping the views lows and nobody's sharing and stuff like that because they keep it hidden. And, you know, and the objective from there is to make it look like, you know, I'm um, 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 more of an expense and, and not an asset uh, to the channel than anything else. So at any rate, y'all, thanks so much. Hope you Keep us in your prayers. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to do what we can to, uh, you know, help, uh, you know, shed light rather than raise heat. You know what I'm saying? All right, y'all. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Blessings. Get them shirts. Broncerpermedia.com. You know what's up.